This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Dr. Keith Ablo is with me. He co-authored the book, The Seven which is probably one of the more important books that I've I've uh, read. I, I Keith, I was in uh, maybe California just recently, uh, and somebody came up to me and said, "I read your book," and I said, "Thank you," and I didn't know what book they were talking about, and they said it changed my life, and I said, mm. it was the se- "I said it was the seven. They said changed my life, and then I gave it to my son, whose whole life was a wreck, and changed his and brought our family together. I mean, really, ah, I love really, hearing really that, cool. Buddy. Yeah. And I hear it, too. You know, and I give it out to patients. And, uh, you know, you never know what turns the key, but many of them have said that book was tremendously important to me. And they keep it, they keep reading it. They read it again and again, in fact. So I'm uh, proud to have uh, taken that journey with you. Yeah, me too. Uh, so, Keith, you watched the um, special that we did last night with the family of the shooter here in Dallas. I did. And um, I want to talk to you about a couple of things. One, the uh, uh, there's a lot of pushback. Now, not as much. Yesterday, reading the social media, it, it was really interesting. Because once people actually started to connect with these people, they disagreed with a lot of stuff they said. But they had great empathy for them. Um, but I was shocked at the beginning of the week when people found out that we had done this interview, which we didn't ask for. They asked us to be the people that brought the news to America. Um, how many people were like, I don't care about this family. This family's a dirtbag. You know, the, he killed the cops. And we, how far we are away from those Amish people who had their children butchered. And that afternoon, they went to the family of the shooter and said... We want to comfort you. Right. And, and they invited the family to the funerals of yes. the victims. And uh, there's great power in that. There's great wisdom in it. And, you know, I don't understand how anybody could say, well, we don't want to hear from these people. Uh, it's as though they are, you know, pariahs. Uh, I guess you, don't, number, is, you, know, is you it, want to learn from them for one thing. But is it possible that people are so, we're so tired of, for instance, I heard them last night, they talked about the Second Amendment, and they're supposedly gun owners, they believe in guns, they say they own them, but I, I, they don't know anything about them, um, and, but then they went on this rant that there has to be gun control, and so is it possible that people don't want to hear them because they think, this is just going to be used as propaganda for someone's agenda? Well, you know, I think that people may not want to hear them because they've heard so much in the way of propaganda from the president that there is this terrible racial divide that the police can't be trusted. Uh, Going back to, uh, what was it, Professor Gates, back in Cambridge. Remember, the president of the United States from the Oval Office is calling out a Cambridge police officer who was just doing his job, who thought that there was somebody breaking into a house in Cambridge. Turns out it's the owner, and it's a black fellow. 
I don't think that was, uh, you know, that led to the beer summit where Obama seemingly kind of apologized, but then continued to sow the seeds of unrest. And we believe that we believe that was hear that. Yeah, we believe that was the shot heard around the world. uh, And that is directly uh, the, the direct line from the Dallas shootings and all these all these riots goes right back to that moment. One of the other things is they almost, for me, they almost created the perception that they were excusing what he did. Lawrence asked, asked, well, you believe what he did was wrong, right? And the mother said, I I believe believe he was doing what he felt was right. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I, well, I don't care if he felt yeah. it was right. It was uh, you know, clearly I'm a, I'm a, so unbelievably wrong. What did you I'm say? I'm a listener, and so, you know, I want to hear it all. But what I heard there uh, would disappoint me and, and probably is important. Maybe one of the more important things people could hear from this is that this woman, you know, who's lost her son, who knows that her son killed five police officers, has been sold such a bill of goods by this administration, that she actually thinks, seemingly, that he was like a warrior for a belief system. Yeah. Well, and she didn't say, no, my son's delusional. He was insane. In fact, fact, she fought against. At one point in the interview, she said, how dare the media say that he's deranged or delusional? Uh, I mean, if my son just killed five people... Um, you know, in the streets, I don't care, black, white police officers, not police officers. My son was emotionally disturbed. Yeah. That's the only yeah. explanation for that. She actually went further and said he's not. Right. That's where we differ from the Amish as well. The Amish would say of the shooter, this isn't evil. This is a broken person who's psychiatrically ill, who's spiritually and psychiatrically ill. She won't allow that. Why? And that's perhaps why people are like, look, we don't want to hear this, because really what we have is an uncritical audience for the president and attorney, ex-attorney general holders claim that uh, police officers and white police officers in particular have it in for the black community and that there's terrible you know, murderous venom from police officers toward the black community, which I don't believe. But these people, interestingly enough, they do. And not only do they believe it, they think, apparently, that it largely justifies, largely justifies what their son did. So, Keith, I said earlier this week, um, I started talking about, uh, you know, racial reconciliation. And we got to stop looking to win and beat somebody's argument. We just have to start looking for reconciliation. So there are no losers here in this because we're just dividing ourselves way too far mm-hmm. or allowing ourselves to be divided. Um, and, you know, it's just the best answer I can come up with. If somebody has a better answer, um, gosh, let me know. But if, if, wouldn't it be horrible if the easiest thing we could do, which is listen and say, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you feel that way. I'm sorry that that happened to you. And I'm sorry that people that look like me did that to you. If that's the beginning of the solution, how stupid and foolish would it be for us not to give that a try? Um, I have said listening is so important, listening to the other side, because I know what my wife goes through 
And I know what I went through when I said to my wife the first time, I know what you're going to say. When she said, you're not listening to me. And I'm like, I know what you're going to say. Oh, my gosh, was that a bad idea? Um, just what I learned was just the act of really listening and hearing her all the way out changes the dynamics. Uh, listen, I, I totally listen. I said, listen, I totally agree that listening is the way out. I would also, however, and this is odd for a psychiatrist to say perhaps, I also would say there are certain things that are facts and, when, and, and truths, and we don't need to listen to untruths uncritically. And, you know, I the agree. interviewer was an uncritical listener, uh, a passive listener. He didn't say, now, wait a second, it sounds as though you were saying there was valor in what your son did. Do you believe it was uh, an act of valor? Um, so the bottom line is what the president has said about police officers in general is a lie intended to divide people. We don't need really to uncritically listen to folks who were sold that delusion. We need to say that is not true. And let's, let's hear about why you've been a receptive audience for that lie but we're not going to let you shoot officers. And if you're the mother of a man who killed five officers and you sound like a lunatic, I'm going to say, gee, you know, maybe I'm not that shocked at, at this having been the growing place for such a fellow because you sound, frankly, off yourself, man. I, every time I talk to you, I'm fascinated by you because you're not one of these guys that's full of gobbledygook. Um, and you have, from the very beginning, I think I saw you on the Today Show um, talking about maybe Anna Nicole Smith. Is that how we became friends? Do you remember? I think so. And then I came on your show. Yeah. And, uh, and you so, you know, you ripped your chest open. Normally I ask people, hey, tell me what you've been through. I just, you know, and we had one of those discussions. I usually feel like, man, I'm going to have to have a go at this five different approaches to get one true fact out of this TV guy. And, you know, you rip your chest open. You're like, look, let me tell you about my life. I was like, whoa. Yeah, until you finally had to say, okay, shut up. I got it. <laughs> uh, but but I, remember, I remember the reason why I was intrigued, because you were on, uh, on NBC's uh, Today Show all the time, and you were talking about alcoholism the way I do, uh, of of, you know, hey, um, you got to choose. <laughs> you know, you can't save people. You got to choose. It's up to you. And you've always been a very uh, big common sense, take responsibility. So it's good to know Thanks, you, man. Keith. You, bet. Um, you know, I had a patient in my office uh, recently, great carpenter, not doing his work, great wood, wood make, you know, uh, great guy with furniture, with everything, cocaine addict, right? And I said, listen, ultimately, you're either going to be doing lines of coke or you're going to be at your art and craft, but you have to choose. And he sent me a photo with his iPhone of three lines of sawdust on a bandsaw right beside. He said, I've made my choice. Excellent. Loved it. Wow. Excellent. Snorting sawdust, that, you, he might sue you for that. <laughs> uh, <he's>, uh, <laughs> Don't try Keith. that at home. Yeah, good to talk to you, man. Thank you so much. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home.
okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.